Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Good evening. It's a real privilege to be here. And uh, I know that throughout this week you've been reminded that God is at work around the world. And as we focus this evening specifically on access at all areas, uh, I'm reminded, it's interesting, uh, just a thought that God laid on my heart as we are praying is the very thought that came from Isaiah 6, that uh, the whole earth is filled with His glory. But God's concern is not just that the earth is filled with His glory, but as it says in Habakkuk, that the whole earth would be filled with the knowledge of His glory as the waters cover the sea. And I'm here particularly to talk about waters covering the sea as I represent OM ships and uh, some of the unique places that God has allowed us with OM ships to be involved. And I just wanted uh, tonight just to look at um, probably where we've been for the last two years. And uh, here's a a brief map of where Logos Hope, which is our ship at the moment, since we launched her into ministry in February 2009, has had the privilege to be involved in ministry and a catalyst in some small way of what God is doing around the world. To see it, to be a part of it, and to be able to rejoice in some of the things that God is doing. Our whole purpose is to bring the knowledge, help, and hope uh, to the people around the world. The ship has uh, something like 450 people from something like 35 different nationalities. And we have seen, just in this last two years, amazing opportunities that God has given us in places we never dreamed possible. If I just look at some of the places we've been to, the Caribbean, uh, very open to the gospel, and uh, where we visited something like nine ports. But some of the highlights for me was the privilege to work together with uh, Kids Evangelism, Kids EE3 and having the opportunity of training 311 workers from over 200 churches in evangelism. And for them to have the opportunity on the ship to do that evangelism, leading 1,500 folk to a decision to follow Christ in the islands, and then being able to stay behind and follow them up in their churches. To see the theater on board Logos Hope, which seats 400 people, filled every day to capacity when we were in um, Montego Bay. And here are school kids ages 8, 9, 10, 11, who their whole life in the island is around uh, ships coming in and ships going out, but they're not allowed anywhere near them as these cruisers come. And yet here for the first time, they're invited to come on board, to feel, to see. But the context is to hear of the great treasure in an interactive program about Jesus Christ. And in just that one port, we had over 16,000 kids being given the opportunity to be in part of a program to hear about Jesus. In that port as well, we saw one Bible being sold every minute that the ship was open to the public. A hunger for God's word. From the Caribbean, we went to West Africa and saw some amazing things there again. Uh, A hunger for truth, a hunger for education, the opportunity uh, to establish 12 different libraries in the regions of the ports, to be able to donate something like 50,000 books to school libraries so that there is some sort of educational uh, libraries available in some of these schools that had hardly anything. 
but uh, one of the highlights was uh, this picture. Okay, I'm, I haven't moved on yet, have I? We're going backwards, going forwards. Um, <clears throat> this picture here is uh, one of our ship staff welcoming one of the chiefs in the uh, port of Takoradi in Ghana, where they invited 84 chiefs and sub-chiefs of the tribes in the region of Western Ghana. And they came on board for a meeting, for a reception, all of them still in their tribal sort of outfits, challenged to give God the opportunity to work and rule among their people. And of the 84, 32 made a stand committing their communities to gather together and let God be God through Jesus Christ amongst them. And a year later, we've still had news from some of the folk who are working there that these chiefs have been meeting regularly and they're beginning to see the stirring of God in their communities, in communities that were just rife with witchcraft and fear and God doing a significant thing in Western Ghana. Uh, some folks say, you know, you come, you go. Is there any lasting fruit? Uh, we visited Malta, which is the flag under which we're now flying. And uh, when one of our ships was there many years ago, uh, when the first ship went in the early 70s, crew members, and uh, I think she was Singaporean, a Chinese girl, met a lady on the quayside who said, I am the only evangelical here in this island. <laughs> no, that's not true. I've just met a couple. There they are over there who are also evangelicals. And she introduced this lady to this couple, and they began pl church planting. There are now 11 evangelical churches on that island. This lady was on the committee who welcomed the ship back last year, and uh, they're just seeing God at work in the island just from that initial meeting of one other Christian couple that she didn't know existed because someone could link them together. God is linking people together in this way in an amazing way. Last year, we had the most awesome opportunity of visiting Libya from the 20th of October to the 20th of November. Three different ports. The lady in this picture is Colonel Gaddafi's daughter, Dr. Aisha Gaddafi, who opened the book exhibition to the public. We saw 130,000 people coming from those three different ports to the ship. We had opportunities to sit around the tables in the International Cafe and talk about life and talk about faith, talk about values. Many of our people were welcomed and invited into the homes of people in these different ports. One of our Arabic speakers was on board for just one hour, and he had been invited into three different homes, which he did later on in the week. And many were left with scriptures, many were left with the challenge of, of Christ, and I ask myself as I look at the news just today and yesterday, I wonder where they are. I wonder where Aisha Gaddafi is, and I wonder if some of the memory her words were that this ship brings sunshine to our country. And we pray that somehow some of those conversations will linger and the Spirit of God would touch people's hearts that they may know the sunshine of His face and His smile upon their lives. It's interesting where we see the greatest numbers coming to the ship in Egypt, in Port Said. We saw 13,000 people come onto the ship in just one day. We then went to the Arab Peninsula where in the ports there we saw almost half a million people come and visit the ships. I don't know why God has opened these doors to us, but it's an incredible privilege to be able to go into these ports and to see people coming on board and wanting to know more. 
One of our workers was invited to a little Christian fellowship in Oman where a child was being dedicated, and he was surprised to hear that the name of the child was Dulos. The ship had so impacted her parents for Christ that they named this girl Dulos. I don't know if she's going to thank them in years to come, <laughs> but in memory of God's work in their hearts through the ship visit, they named their daughter Dulos. In Doha, the royal family came on board and we shut the ship to the public and allowed them to wander through and to pick from the book exhibition whatever they wanted. And we were startled to see that as they walked off the ship, 80% of the books they took were Christian books. God at work in his world. One of the things that really thrills my heart is, uh, as we have folks sailing on the ship, it's not only uh, do, does it have an impact in the communities where we go, not only does it encourage local workers. Uh, we have reports uh, of many folk who are working in some of these tough areas who are now so... Uh, renewed in their vision and their faith to see what God can possibly do and are working in a new way. But we also see those who are on board, the 450 who come and work there for two years, catching a vision of what God can do in their lives and through their lives. And a considerable number of those who were on board through this visit in the Arab Peninsula have felt God's call on their hearts to go back and work there and live there and be a testimony to Christ in those communities. And so the work will continue even when the ship moves on. Uh, we've moved now out of the Arab Peninsula down to Sri Lanka and India. And here you can see the queues of people just wanting to come to the ship. In one day, 16,129 people coming, wanting to look at Christian books, educational books, scriptures, meet with the crew, sit down and talk with them. We don't know the impact of that. Many times we do go back and years later hear of how God touched a life, changed a life, transformed a family. I'll never forget in the Caribbean, uh, we had a married marriage seminar. And there was this young couple who were being engaged, wanting to get married. After that seminar, they put off their engagement for six months to get their lives right with God before they entered into Christian marriage. We went back a number of years later for a family conference. They were about to have their first child. And God had impacted their lives through some of the teaching and opportunity of folk on the ship. Um, one of the things we have on board Logos Hope is not just a beautiful air-conditioned... Um, those of you who have only been on the other ships will know how we are always open and exposed to the elements, but this is a closed air-conditioned book exhibition on board where when we have something like 8,000 or 10,000 people in a day, they can walk through without feeling crowded or uh, frustrated. It's just a tremendous facility God has given us. As people walk out of the book exhibition, there's these pictures of the prodigal son that you can see, where local volunteers will walk people through and tell them the story, and at the end say, just as the prodigal son faced the question of what am I doing with my life? Do I return to my father? What are the questions? that face you. And uh, one of our workers, when we first put this up, went down to have a look, and uh, she walked through with this young man, got talking to him, and at the end of it, she said to him, uh, so what are the questions in your life? And he said to her, quite frankly, I'm standing here with my mobile phone in my pocket, waiting, it for, waiting for it to ring, to tell me my mother has died in the hospital, and I'm seriously considering suicide. 
Well, she was a little shocked that introduced him to some of the crew, sat down in the international cafe, and after about three hours of conversation, praying with him, he decided it would be better to give his life to Jesus and uh, made a commitment to Christ. Here in this port um, in Sri Lanka, Ambantota, which is one of the ports that was ravaged by the tsunami, a predominantly Hindu-Buddhist community, we saw 40 people give their lives to Christ going through this Journey of Life exhibition as local volunteers shared the reality of Jesus with them. Incredible opportunities that God is at work in our day. With the ships, we are celebrating 40 years of God's faithfulness and the wonderful opportunity of being at work through Logos, through Doulos, through Logos 2, and now through Logos Hope. And uh, we've seen God at work across the world where we have now some more than 44 million people who've come to the ships at some stage. We've taken many of them, uh, most of them, piece of literature with the gospel uh, proclaiming, uh, proclaimed in that quite clearly. Uh, we don't know what God has done and uh, all that God is doing through, through that. We continue to look forward. We want to replace the Dulos with another ship, and uh, we, we're really trusting God to make that possible. We do have some massive challenges between now and then, where we have to replace two generators on board Logos Hope before we can do that. And uh, right now, as I've said to a number of folks, our greatest need is that God would challenge some ordinary human beings who have an engineering degree or certificate to come and work with us. Our greatest need is engineers, um, or we will not be able to sail much longer. God uses ordinary people. You don't have to be a Bible student for God to use you. And often it's an engineer who has led a person to Jesus on the ship. We need engineers right now. The ship is going to be in Asia. It's currently in Malaysia. It's moving through to Singapore for Christmas and will be in Asia for the next three or four years. We are excited as uh, we look back over Latin America, we look back over Korea, we look back even at the birthing of the work in Pakistan, that somehow God has chosen to use the ships to stir up the local church to get involved in ministry. And please pray with us that as we go through uh, the countries of Malaysia and Singapore where the church is incredibly strong, that it would give them a new sense of God at work on this planet, and that he has a role and a purpose for them to be a part of completing the Great Commission. Thank you so much for your faithfulness to the ships over the years. If you want to know a little bit more, uh, John McElvenick is at the back um, with a, a bit of a stand and a little bit of a brochure if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about our own ships or how you can get more information and uh, rejoice with us at all that God is doing. Thank you very much. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.